Welcome to the Faith for All podcast. This week, we are presenting the final sermon in the Caring for the Planet sermon series from October 2022. This sermon has members of Cross of Glory participating by sharing personal stories about caring for the planet. We hope you find this sermon enlightening. Our reading today is from the 45th chapter of Isaiah. I am the Lord and there is no other beside me. There is no God. I form the light, I create darkness. I am the Lord, I do all these things. Shower, O heavens, from above and let the skies ray down righteousness. Let the earth open that salvation may spring up and let it cause righteousness to spread up also. I, the Lord, have created it. All right, so as I mentioned, today we've got some visitors who will be talking. So we've got this, as I mentioned, this is the final week of our sermon series on caring for God's planet. And I've, I've subtitled it, What God Wants to Do us, What's us to Do About Climate Change. So hopefully we've discovered, if we didn't already know, that uh, this world that God has entrusted to us is, is, is hurting. It's really struggling and it needs some help and we are the ones that are called to, to, to help it. Um, we know that, uh, that God calls us to step up, that God calls us to, to combat climate change to create a more sustainable world for us, for our neighbors near and far, for our neighbors that we don't even know yet, for all the kids and the grandkids and all those people that are gonna be living on this earth for years to come. So remember, we talked about one of the most important things that you can do, that we can all do, and that's to talk about climate change, to talk about our concerns, to talk about what we're doing, to encourage others to act, just to, to increase awareness. And so today, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to invite some of you to come up and talk about climate change. So our first speaker is Bonnie Atkinson, and, and we asked her to come up and talk because she is actually the head of our climate change team. So, Bonnie, do you, do you have notes that you want to put on here? It's like high school, I've got my... Okay, then you, I don't think you need it. <laughs> doing my high school speech class. Okay, I, wa I want to put you, I want to put you in the front of the... Front of the nice so you can see the, yeah, so yeah. they can see the world behind you. So, and then move that up and down and talk into it okay. however you this, need. Okay, all right. All right. So, uh, you know me, I'm Bonnie Atkinson. I've been here forever. And we, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we started um, the Climate Action Team not so very long ago. And I just sort of organized things because I have a group of amazing people who all have great ideas, are enthusiastic, and we have a lot of stuff coming that you guys are going to be involved in if you want to. So keep, uh, watch this space. We have a lot of things coming up. And um, Dana asked me to talk today about why I care and about climate change and why I'm doing this. And right now, I'm asking myself, yeah, why am I up here? <laughs> because I'm a thousand miles outside of my comfort zone. But um, I had a hard time coming up with a reason why I cared, and I realized it's because there's so many reasons. And I hadn't been doing a lot about climate change, even though I was super, super worried about it. I was busy doing other things, you know, worried about women's rights. And well, look at, we have so many things to worry about. I've always been worried about animal rights. And I was working on those kinds of things and um, poverty issues. And, and I realize now that it's important that we should keep working on those things, but none of that matters if we don't tackle climate change right now 
as fast as we can because if our planet becomes uninhabitable, then those things are luxuries because people will be just worried about getting water and food and finding a place that the temperature is livable. And so obviously the biggest reason is my kids, hopefully someday grandkids, I want them to have a planet that they can live on. And you know, when you look at the picture behind me, how beautiful our planet is, like how can we, how can we not do anything to save that and save that for the future generations? Um, as I've been doing this work more than ever, I realize how much climate change intersects with everything. Everything in our lives is touched by climate. So it's super important that we tackle this. And um, I love nature and you know, nerd alert. So the more I love to be outside, I love nature documentaries, I love reading about nature. And the more you read about it and find out about it, the more fascinating it is. It's just mind boggling to me, the beautiful planet we have. And remember when you learned about ecosystems and how everything interacts and how one little plant or little bug out of the ecosystem can mess everything up. I mean, that's amazing. And also our whole world is an ecosystem. We all and we all know this now because of climate change, how much everything affects each other. I mean, that's amazing to me. And things like birds migrating, thousands of miles, those little birds migrate. And you know, they migrate mostly at night. They navigate by the stars. And of course, climate change affects where they go because their habitat is affected. Our lights affect their navigational abilities. And just things like that, the things like the, um, if you read about stuff like ancient forests, trees communicate through their root system, through the fungi. And when one tree is sick, the other trees find out and they change the way their processes go to sturdy themselves against getting what that other tree has. It's like mind blowing, isn't it? And it's all a gift to us, a gift from God. And so we cannot just stand by and do nothing while greed and convenience just trash this beautiful world that God gave us. And, um, I don't want to fall into the thing we can fall into of I'm just one person and what difference does it make? It matters because I'm one of many. And if I do things and then you do things and you do things and your friends and my friends do things, it becomes many. And to help you feel better, you can join organizations like our team. We're always happy to have you or let us know what you want or bigger organizations like Environmental Defense Fund or um, Natural Resources Defense Council, or you like birds, Audubon Society does great things for climate and they make it easy for you to contact your legislators. And I think that's the biggest thing. If we advocate and contact our US legislators, our state legislators, our local, go to local town meetings and get your town involved in doing positive things. And you can do it with friends, but if you're in a group, they send you these letters that are written, you just have to plug in your information and that makes it easy. And our team is hoping to do that down the line too, where we'll give you guys ways to easily contact your representatives. But don't feel like you're alone. There's many people and the more we push, the more we can get the people in power to change. That's how change happens. People push and push until it happens. And aside from just us, we have to remember we have a big God a big guy, the kids are learning about Noah and the great flood. And um, while well, there's a lot of layers to that onion, I mean, the biggest thing to take away today is that the whole world was ruined and God brought back all life. And so he certainly will be with us as we fight to change and save our climate. Uh, that's all I got. And if you are interested in 
joining us or doing anything or any ideas, contact me or any of us and let us know. Thanks. All right, did you guys notice? In the beginning, she was looking at her notes, and then by the end, she was just speaking from the heart and she wasn't using her notes at all. And so that was a, a real heartfelt, wonderful, wonderful story. Um, her point about, about all of us acting in concert and making a difference, um, we think that the national level is really important, and it is, it really is. But, but acting on a state level and a local level, acting in your workplaces, all that's important too. Just the other day, um, I don't know if you know this, but Lockport currently does electronics recycling. All you have to do is call ahead, and there are, there's information in there on the Lockport uh, website on that. And, and they're about to add soft recycling. So if you've got towels and linens and all sorts of, of softer things, clothing, um, they're going to in, introduce that that recycling option soon. Again, you just have to call. It's not there yet, but it's coming. So if you're in Lockport, take advantage of it. If you're not in Lockport, Call your local local community, Homer Glen, uh, Lamont, uh, wherever you live, and say, hey, this is what Lockport's doing, why don't we do it too? Okay, I mean, we can make a difference on our own, together, and, and with other people, and yes, thanks, Bonnie, for reminding us that we have a big, big God. So, we have people who are locally on our climate action team, and we have people on our climate action team who are way, way far away. So the coolest, one of the coolest things is that not only does Tammy feel um, the call to, to act where she is. And, and Tammy, for those of you who don't know, is in Myrtle Beach, and so her climate, her ecosystem, is, is a bit different than ours. She's on the ocean, and so she's dealing with, with other things. Um, but she's um, also working for climate change right where she is. She obviously can't be here today, so she prepared a video for us that we can now watch. Hi, Cross of Glory. This is Tammy Chose here, longtime member of Cross of Glory. Um, even though I no longer live nearby, we live in Myrtle Beach now, but when Pastor Dana mentioned that there was a climate action team starting, I knew I had to join right away. Um, I have always loved nature and have seen the destruction that people are doing to the planet, and I think there's a lot that we can do to help mitigate the problem and bring awareness. And so. I really want to help people bring awareness to their own actions and help them realize some things that they could do to help reduce their carbon footprint. Um, one of the first things that I learned as being part of the team was Catherine Hayhoe, who Pastor Dana has mentioned her before. Um, she is a huge advocate for climate change and she has a newsletter and um, I subscribe to the newsletter and I get a lot of good information, both the good things that people on the planet are doing and also some trouble spots. And just yesterday I read about one of the trouble spots is in Alaska. Um, Alaska has canceled snow crab season this year because um, the population of snow crabs has collapsed from 8 billion in 2018 to only 1 billion in 2021. So that's, wow, quite significant. Um, I'm really glad that Cross of Glory did the electronics recycling just recently. Um, and also, um, we're, I, am, I am happy that there will be a pollinator garden. And last time I was in town, I noticed that there are several milkweed plants and milkweed 
attracts the monarch butterflies. And we're going to make this a pollinator garden, so adding more milkweed and, and other plants like that will be really a good thing for our property. Um, on September 17th, there was a nationwide Clean the Waterways campaign, and people around the country were encouraged to clean up litter along their waterways. So I sent out a message to my local friends and asked if they would join me to help clean our waterways, and nobody responded. <laughs> but Andrew and I did go out that day, and we found some litter, we cleaned it up, um, but the encouraging thing is I wasn't finding as much as I thought we would and found out later the reason is because there are volunteers who walk along the beach every day and they clean up litter. So that's really impressive. I was really happy to see that. Um, so I have a confession to make. A year ago my mom invited Andrew and I to join her on a cruise. So it's a family reunion and we went on this cruise and almost immediately Andrew and I could see the huge climate problem. <laughs> um, there's smoke billowing out of the smokestacks. Even though it looked clean, you could just see it billowing out. Um, and also the awareness that the abundance of food, which was really wonderful, there was lots of food, but there was lots of food waste. And one of the things that is done with the food waste on the ship is it's ground up and flushed out into the water. And I really don't think that all that is good for our ocean environment. Um, and then there's all the fuel that is burned by the cruise ship itself. And did you know that they never turn off the engines? So it's, the engines are constantly burning fuel. Um, the most destructive thing that I felt was when we pulled into Roatan, Honduras. I looked out at the coastline, which was very obviously just recently destroyed. Um, I could tell that it used to be a beautiful, natural, undisturbed coastline with lots of habitat, um, jungle-like. And because of cruise ships, a lot of that habitat was destroyed so that they could build a port city to greet the tourists, to accommodate the ships, and I don't like that. Um, anyway, um, cruise ships do need places to dock, and people love to go on excursions. I was one of them, but uh, I'm having second thoughts about cruising ever again. <laughs> um, I was impressed with Royal Caribbean having made efforts to mitigate part of their problem. Um, they do collect the cooking oil. This is one of the things they do is um, every two weeks, they deliver 275 gallons of used cooking oil to Puerto Rico, where it is then used in the production of biofuel, and it's also added to animal feed. Um, they also recycle plastic bottles, glass, ink cartridges, newspaper, and things like that. So anyway, uh, we learned something new by being on this cruise. We learned about another area that we don't want to be part of the problem. Uh, we'd rather be part of the solution. 
So I encourage all of you to look at areas of your life where you might be part of a problem and might want to change that and become part of the solution. Thank you. I, I told, um, when Tammy told me that she went on this cruise and she felt really bad about it, in fact, I think she said, I have a confession to make, I went on a cruise. And I said, oh, no, Tammy, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Flying is a lot worse than ships. Ships are, are much better for the environment. Well, after I watched her video yesterday, I went online and I was wrong. Sorry, Tammy, I was wrong. <laughs> um, cruise ships are worse than airplane flights. But um, remember, and we talked about this, um, you know, some people are going to make dramatic changes and some people aren't. Some people are going to make smaller changes. But if everybody does something, lots of some things, that's the way we're going to make a difference here. Um, and if you, you know, I'm, I don't want you to not do anything that's fun. But if you are going to take a cruise, if you are going to fly in a plane, you can do an offset. You can pay some money to an organization who will then use it to make a difference in a third world country by, you know, by solar panels or using it in, in other ways to reduce emissions else, elsewhere to, so that, you know, you can go ahead with your cruise without feeling extremely guilty. So, um, so, so thanks again to, to Tammy. Um, our next speaker is also via, um, online speaking with a, with a video. Um, my, you probably, have not noticed my kids around and more importantly my grandkids around recently and you know again for so many of us this is this is why we do this this is why climate change and combating climate change is so important it's not it's not for me it's not even for my kids although i like them it's for my it's for my grandchildren it's for my grandnieces it's for the all the little kids that, that were in our preschool that are in that are filling up the schools all around us it's for our nieces and nephews and the kids we don't even know yet who, who we have an obligation, we have an obligation to leave them, if not a, if not a better world, at least as good as the world that, that we, that we started out with. Um, and so we're all called to do what we can to make a difference. Um, so he too couldn't, they were here this week, but they left yesterday because for some strange reason they wanted to get home. What can I say? Um, so our, our next, our next speaker via video is, uh, Nick Eccles. My name is Nick Eccles, and I'm a mechanical engineer with a company called Amp Robotics. Uh, I also happen to be Pastor Dana's son-in-law. I'm married to her daughter, Courtney, so you may have seen me around from time to time. Though you may have seen less of me lately, and that's because Courtney and our two boys, Colin and Luke and I, all moved to Colorado about a year ago. The main driver for that move was, and this sounds a little bit drastic, but it was climate change. Um, if you're concerned about climate change, moving to Colorado is probably a bad idea. Uh, the Midwest is much more immune to the negative effects of climate change. Um, since moving to Colorado, uh, we've had some pretty bad drought and we've had some wildfires that got within a couple blocks of our house. So um, unfortunately, we've already seen some of the negative effects uh, firsthand. But in our case, we moved to Colorado because I got a new job there. Um, we had a great life in Chicago, by all accounts, stable jobs. Um, but in terms of my job, I was feeling a bit unfulfilled on a day-to-day -day basis. And so our goal with this move was I wanted to make a positive impact on the planet um, on a day-to-day -day basis as opposed to trying to just pick at it around the margins um, I'm sure everyone else has experienced this, but when you've got 
uh, a spouse and kids and a dog. Um, there's just not a whole lot of room outside of, um, you know, what you do for work to, to feel like you're making a difference. So I thought about what that meant to me. Um, and I, I think the term existential threat gets thrown around a lot. Um, but for, for me, at least I, uh, climate change, I think is one of those real threats that, um, if not something that imperils, um, the lives of humans on the planet, at least the quality of those lives. Um, so in addition to just generally feeling, um, conviction to be a responsible steward for the planet, um, as a Christian, I also wanted to know that I was doing something on a day-to-day -day basis that, um, was going to improve the state of the planet for my kids and future generations. So I thought about my specific background and what I was kind of good at in engineering. And I decided that there were a couple different areas that I could target um, for a new job. And so I searched on some climate-based job boards and I found this position. Um, at the time, it seemed like a long shot, but after um, a couple of interviews, we realized uh, pretty quickly that we were a good fit for one another. And so I got this job um, as an engineer for Amp Robotics. We make robotic equipment that sorts recyclables. So that includes robots that people just um, use in an existing recycling facility to sort out materials. And then we also make our own recycling plants. If you've read at all about the challenges of recycling, uh, one of the main ones is sortation. Uh, as it turns out, people are pretty bad at recycling. Um, I've seen bowling balls. I've seen rollerblades. I've seen uh, instructional VHS tapes on how to learn Spanish. Um, and that's all in addition to the fact that it's just hard to pick one plastic out from one from another plastic. And so um, it's been a very uh, dirty job so far. I'm kind of half engineer, half trash man. Um, but I will say that it has been a very rewarding job. Um, we have a lot of statistics that come in from our robots and from our recycling plants. And this year alone, we've diverted billions of individual pieces of materials from landfills. Um, and that feels pretty good. I think all jobs have specific things that are frustrating or difficult about them. And so I like having kind of this overarching mission to what I'm doing that alleviates some of those typical workplace annoyances. And it's just nice to know that what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis makes a difference for my kids and their kids and the planet in general. So if you ever have questions on recycling, if you want to know whether you really have to rinse out the peanut butter jar, you kind of do, unfortunately. Um, feel free to grab me the next time I'm in Chicago or ask Pastor Dana, and I'd be happy to chat about it because it's something that I'm excited about, and uh, I'll always have time to talk about recycling. So thanks a lot. No, he does, he does not call me Pastor Dana at home. Um, and uh, and you, can't, you can't recycle rollerblades either, he told me when I tried to do that. So, um, so yeah, if anybody, if, if anybody has any, any questions on, uh, on uh, recycling, um, you know, he'd be happy to talk to you about it. Again, not all of us are going to change our jobs so that what we do every day 
is is more um, climate friendly. But we can all do something, and we can all, you know, for those of us who have jobs, we can all advocate at work, not only to make our workplace more environmentally friendly, but to make our employer more environmentally friendly, whatever that employer does, and to encourage the employer to use whatever leverage it has to make employers and the world and the community around it more environmentally friendly. So again, you guys, we can we can all we can all do something, and I hope if, if, if that's the one thing you get from all this, it's that we can all do something. I hope you also noticed that um, Tammy's background, which was the ocean, was a heck of a lot nicer than Nick's background, which was my backyard. But um, So our final speaker is uh, Deb Murtaugh, and she's going to talk about um, whatever anybody else didn't already talk about, and we know it's going to be good because she has props. Do you need a, do you need a table or anything? Nope. Okay, I'm good. Go for it. Good morning. Um, no, I did not change my job to help with climate change. Um, however, the reason I'm so focused on this team and why it's so important to me is because I feel a huge responsibility to the little munchkins out there and our little grandbaby and all the kids out there. And I teach sophomores and... I'm tired of apologizing for our generation and the generations that went before us. I'm sorry we screwed this up. You guys are going to have to fix this. I'm so sorry we messed this up. This is on you guys. I don't know what you're going to do. And I kind of feel like, well, Nick's doing something huge. Nicole and Andy have done something huge. They put solar panels on their home. I mean, how awesome is that? Dan Murtaugh, that's my plug for I want the solar panels. I thought we were rocking it on 4th Avenue with one rain barrel till I talked to Maria. She has nine. So, I mean, how, how do you go from there? Um, so, we're doing baby steps in our house. First of all, shout out to Andy for his post on Facebook this week. You gave me courage, my friend. My wardrobe today brought to you by Goodwill. Yes, I hate paying retail full prices. I will reuse clothes. I have no problem with that. <laughs> My Mother's Day present several years ago. I don't ask for much out of life. This holds my clothespins for the five clotheslines that run from the garage to the post that Dan Murtaugh so kindly cemented in the ground for me last year after years of it going like this. I have two loads on there right now. By the time I get home, my sheets are going to be dry, y'all, and I didn't have to worry about leaving the dryer on. World Wildlife Fund. I love these people. One of these days, I'm going to go on a little journey with them. We support World Wildlife Fund in our house. They do so much to keep God's earth and the animals living on it still around. Paper straws. I gave out paper straws for Christmas a few years back. And I use these at work, and I put them on my desk, and my kids are like, what are those? They're paper straws. Why? Because they'll break down. How about that? Pastor Dana, you stole my thunder a couple weeks ago when you talked about those biodegradable poop bags for the dogs. I was like, I said to Dan weeks before, Dana's getting those poop bags for Christmas, and then you already knew about them. I'm like, oh, how does this happen? My son-in-law, Louis Reddy, gave me a plastic Starbucks cup. Fully reusable. Yes, the straw's plastic, but I'm going to use it till I can't stand it a minute longer. I would love to tell you that my desire for keeping the planet the way it is and even bringing it back to the way it was is based entirely on my belief that God gave us to be stewards of this, but I'm incredibly cheap also, and that appeals to my cheapness. It's just that these things go hand in hand. It's important that we keep this 
beautiful world that we've been given safe and protected for all the animals and all the wildlife. Yesterday, Dan and I went hiking along the Kankakee River. For the first time, we were able to walk across it because the water was super low. And while it was amazing that we could have, we didn't. Common sense, you know, in case I fell and all, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been pretty. But we could have gone across. And I love that. I wanted to explore a little cave there. And then I thought, oh, maybe a bobcat lives there. <laughs> there are no bobcats here. But it's scary how much it's changed. One of my most favorite Christmas presents was my soda stream. I don't have to worry about the little penguins getting the rings around the pop from the pop, the plastic things, you know what I'm talking about, around their necks. I don't have to worry whether it's a bottle, if somebody's going to recycle it, if it's a can, somebody's going to recycle it. My soda stream, we use it all the time. My reusable water bottle. This is the plug for the blood, blood drive next month. Last blood drive, we got water bottles. I was super excited. Last but not least, this is my bag. It is one of many bags. Dan Murta, how many bags do I own? He calls me a bag lady. Can you believe that? <laughs> we have many tools at our disposal that we individually can use to save this planet. We are stewards of this planet. We were given this responsibility. We were blessed with this responsibility. If we don't take this upon our shoulders and do this, who's going to? Who's gonna take care of this little one? Is she gonna be able to hike along the Kankakee River? Will it be there? I don't know. Will Vera? Will your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews? And what about the animals that we love and the plants? It's on us. We got to step up. If you want to join the climate team, that's amazing. That would be wonderful. Bonnie rocks it. She does such a fabulous job. But if you don't, if that's not your thing, little by little, piece by piece, Cross of Glory is going to become involved in this, and we are all going to take on this responsibility. It's our obligation as Christians and followers of God to do this. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Okay, you guys, you heard it. Um, I, I don't think I can add anything to this. Um, some of us are farther along than others of us. As you know, I just began this climate journey about a month ago, so I'm still, I'm still becoming aware of it and sharing that awareness with others. I'm at the point now where I've, I've stopped collecting plastic bags and I threw a bunch of real bags, forever bags in my car. I just keep forgetting to get them out when I go to the store. So, so, so that's step number two. But I mean, we're all at different places on this journey. And, um, and hopefully we are prompted by the same thing, by our love for our neighbor, by our love for God, by our love for this world, by our call to, to be the stewards that God invites us, commands us all to be and to make this place a better one for all our kids. So our climate sermon series is over, but our climate action is just beginning. So hopefully you guys will see a lot more coming out of this church, and I hope, I hope that you have all um, felt a call in your own lives to be, to be stewards of this planet, to make this place a better place for, for us, for our kids, for those people far and those, and those people near. And the people of God said,
hope you enjoyed this sermon and it helps you with your faith journey. Faith for All would like to thank Deb Murtaugh, Tammy Chose, Nicholas Eccles, and Bonnie Atkinson for sharing during the sermon. Join us next week for another episode of Faith for All. Faith for All was created by Cross of Glory Church. If you'd like more information on Cross of Glory, please visit our webpage at crossofglory.com where you can learn more about the church, see our upcoming events, and watch previous services and sermons. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Everyone, and we do mean everyone, is welcome to join us at 9.30 a.m. each Sunday morning for worship on our website, Facebook, YouTube, or in person at 14719 West 163rd Street, Homer Glen, Illinois. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, family, and anyone else you can think of about it. Faith for All is available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, or wherever else you find podcasts. Todd Mazera created our original music. John Uzardo engineered the sound. Jeff Wanderson handled the production duties. And I'm your friend and humble announcer, Andrew Moore. Thank you for joining us.